Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Should I push the button, y'all? Should I do it? <laughs> Finally! Not quite yet. Because the Miami Heat had a relatively nice win last night versus the Washington Wizards. I say relatively nice because they had a giant lead and almost blew it out the end in which they gave up like a 15-0 run in the span of like seven seconds. And somehow Eric Reed called that inexplicable, even though that's exactly what the Miami Heat have done every game this season and every game last season. And that really shouldn't uh, surprise anyone because when you bring back the same team, you're going to get the same results. But that being said, I was going to make a video after the Nets game basically saying, is it time to panic if you're the Miami Heat? But I said, I'm gonna give them one more game because they had the Washington Wizards coming up next, a team that I think is the worst in the East. It's giving up like 150 points a game. And I said, if they don't beat the Wizards, maybe it is time to panic. But I mean, they took care of business last night, didn't blow the lead completely. They were up as much as 20 and I think it got as close as 10. So it's not like it got super, super close. The Nets game was a different story. They were up 20 in that game versus a depleted Nets team who was missing Dinwiddie and Nick Claxton. And the Heat, meanwhile, got healthy. Jimmy Butler came back. Hayward Highsmith came back, who, by the way, I need to come off right off the bat today and apologize to Mr. Highsmith. Through two games has been balling. And y'all know I'm not the biggest Highsmith fan. And every time I say something negative, I get 100 comments telling me that I'm crazy. And so far... Y'all are right. So I'm glad to see Highsmith performing very well so far. And if he keeps it oh, up. Hold on, stop the video. I heard that you think that you can guard me. That is wild. If I make this shot, you gotta subscribe and like the video right now. To I am ass. Yeah, like the video. Let's get it. I will have an official apology video at the end of this season. Maybe I'll have one for Duncan Robinson, too, who's been very well to start the year, particularly against the Washington Wizards. But you had that game versus the Brooklyn Nets. Loved seeing Tyler Hero from the jump come out very, very strong. We saw him against the Milwaukee Bucks, seemed to play a lot more smart, seemed to pick his spots a lot more cleanly. He got to his, his easy floater, push shot mid-range a ton. And then in the second half versus the Nets, he kind of fell apart. The rest of the team kind of fell apart. You had clutch possessions after the Nets already took the lead in which the Heat were settling for dumb three-pointers by Jimmy Butler with no ball movement. Dumb three-pointers by Josh Richardson with no ball movement. You had Tyler Hero guarding someone who wasn't his man 30 feet from the hoop, letting his man get wide open for a layup. You had Bam Adebayo pivoting, doing 30 pirouettes just to airball the ball 10 feet above the rim. The Heat were terrible in late-game execution versus the Nets, which is very concerning because when you have the team that's healthy, one, been together for four years now, has the high IQ player like Kyle Lowry, has the veterans who've been through a lot like Jimmy Butler and now Bam Adebayo, you think that team would be better in fourth quarters and in late game execution than a team like, let's say, the Brooklyn Nets, like the Detroit Pistons, who we saw earlier this year, the Heat blew a 20-point lead and it came down to a Cade Cunningham game winner, which thank God he missed, otherwise the Heat would have dropped to 0-5, but they didn't. And they win with the win against the Washington Wizards. They now improved to two and four. They were previously the worst team in the East. Now they're probably the second worst team to the Wizards. But like I said earlier, when you bring back the same team, you get the same results. And last year, the Miami Heat started two and five. So I'm certainly not panicking at this point of the season because they're following a similar pattern that they were last year. Now, I do kind of want to throw my stance out there and I'll be saying this a lot 
basically, I don't value the regular season. A lot of Heat fans have been mad at Jimmy Butler because he very clearly looks like he doesn't care. I mean, we all know the meme where it looks like in the beginning, like the first two months of the season, it's does Jimmy Butler even care about basketball? And then in the last couple months of the season, it's like this guy's MVP. And then in the playoffs, it's like he's goaded. We've seen this cycle over and over and over again. It's very clear right now that Jimmy Butler does not care about the regular season. And if he doesn't care, why would I care? Now, that frustrates a lot of Heat fans because they say he's getting paid max money. They see guys like Steph Curry scoring 40 points on the second night of a back-to-back. They saw the Milwaukee Bucks have Giannis and Dame on the second night of a back-to-back playing late in the fourth quarter where Jimmy Butler couldn't even come in versus the Bucks after they cut it to like six when Nikola Jovic came in and all those guys. So it frustrates a lot of Heat fans. But the way I look at it, if Jimmy Butler is going to turn turn into Hemi Butler, enter God mode come postseason, then I don't care what he does in the regular season because obviously it's working. Now, like a lot of the players said after the Nets game, you can't dig yourself into too far of a hole because then you might miss the playoffs like we all know they almost did last year, if not for the Max Struess explosion in the game versus Chicago Bulls. So you can't mess around too much. But it is still early in the season, so I hope they can at least turn it around a little bit to get a top six seed in the East, which is my goal, because I don't want to be in that playing game. You're losing valuable rest time, and obviously when you're in the playing setting, it's only one or two games, and anything could happen, and maybe you end up missing the playoffs. You can't play that game. But I'm certainly not going to be mad at Jimmy Butler. Now, there's some concern with Tyler Hero because as well as he's been to start the season, there's a very peculiar stat, which is concerning to me. I believe I believe the Heat are I have a record of 9-11 and in games that he scores over 30 points. It's very weird because Tyler Hero's obviously played well in those games for the most part. When he scores 30 a lot of times it's efficient, at least this season. He's been he's been more efficient outside of that, that first game. So it's weird why they struggle when he scores 30. Because theoretically, he's exactly what this team needs. We know Jimmy likes to coast in the regular season. So you think a guy that could get a bucket and help take the scoring load off of Jimmy, like Tyler Hero, you think that'd be the perfect complement to this team. But for some reason, it doesn't work. I think that 9-11 and 11 record that they have when Hero scores over 30, it's now 20 games. That's not a small sample size. We hear people all the time say, oh, give this Heat team 20 games before you really judge them which is stupid to say this season because it's the same roster that you have had that you've had for like three years now. So I, I don't think that saying is smart at all, but it's probably dumb just to judge this Heat team in the regular season, no matter what anyways, right? But I do think that's a little concerning with Tyler Hero. Maybe things will start to change because he just had a great game last, or last night versus the Wizards and they won. But if you look at it, it wasn't a 30-point game. It was a damn near triple-double. I think he was one assist away and he was awesome. So maybe this Heat team is better suited if Tyler Hero takes on more of a facilitator slash score role instead of just trying to be that bucket that can get you 25 to 30 points a night. Because as far as the win-loss, we've seen since he's been here that hasn't exactly worked. But I do want to talk about the positive because we talked about Tyler. He's been awesome to start this year. Some people are saying he's been the Heat's best player, which is great to hear. I'd go with Bam and Abayo, who was once again great last night. Now, those are the two guys that I think you, if you're a Heat fan, you really wanted to see ball out to start the season because you know what you're going to get from Jimmy Butler. I don't think anyone questions that. 
But Bam and Tyler are your two young guys, and those are the guys you want to see take a jump going into, you know, season by season. So it's nice that we have seen a jump from both of them. Of course, Tyler's been more efficient. He's got to the mid-range a lot better. He still gets blocked every time he's at the rim, which is concerning to me. But he's obviously had a very good start to the year. Bam at a bow. His jump shot is looking smooth as ever. Now he's, hit, he's hitting turnaround post fades, which is nice to see because his face-up game was very nice last year. But obviously his post game left a lot to be desired. So it's nice to see him doing that as well. And then of, of course, still clamping up at the defensive end. So it's concerning that the Heat started one and four and now two or two and four uh, when those guys have been playing well. Out, If you would have told me those guys are balling out to start the year, I would have assumed the Heat had a much better record. But maybe we start to see things get picked up now just because they I mean, they had a nice win. But again, it was versus the Wizards who kind of really suck. And Jordan Poole, I would be frustrated as hell if that guy was on my team. Uh, he that boy likes to chuck shots. But it is nice to see those couple positives from Miami Heat. And I do think in the long term, uh, it'll really be important for those teams. And obviously, you have the other guys who seem to have been playing well. We talked about Hayward Highsmith. Jaime Hawkins had a back a bounce back game after shooting one for nine the game before. Josh Richardson finally had a game in which he wasn't completely ass, which did hurt me a little bit because I bet his under on the anonymous player prop betting app that does not sponsor me. So I would not say their name. They had Jay Rich at seven points. I took the under. I think he finished with like 10. Uh, I did smash the Kyle Lowry under. Easy win. If y'all want to make some money this year, keep hitting those Kyle Lowry unders. Uh, that's a, some some light work. Uh, but that's really all I got to say about, I guess, the last couple games. Certainly not time to hit the panic button yet. I really won't hit it at all this regular season unless you're getting real late in the season and you're like in the 10th seed because after what we saw last year, I'm not going to lie, going into the playoffs, I thought they'd get smoked by the Bucks. But once again, the, the Heat proved that they are a playoff team. And that was enough to at least earn, earn the benefit of the doubt from me that I will never doubt this team going into the playoffs. I kind of got the mindset that you just got to get there. And if you do want to just get there, you, you do got to pick things up a little bit because you can't keep losing to the Nets. You can't keep blowing these leads. You can't keep almost losing to the Pistons. You know what I mean? So they'll be straight in my opinion. Uh, you also had the first game of the in-season tournament tonight. I think that's stupid. I don't really feel like explaining the rules here. It's been done a bunch and still nobody really understands it. But the best way I can explain it real quick, is, I guess, is it's like soccer. You have pool play in which you, you play your group of teams. I think it's like the Knicks, the Bucks, the Hornets, and the Wizards the Heat play with. And then whoever has the best record in that pool play goes into the uh, like a single elimination tournament bracket. But it all counts as the regular season anyways. Fans certainly don't care about it. There's no incentive for us. The players may or may not care about it. I think each winning player gets $500,000. So Jimmy Butler won't care about it. But Jamal Kane can because he'll double his salary. So I think you're going to see a lot of these young guys uh, and these undrafted guys care a lot more, which is maybe why the Heat will win the whole damn thing, because half our roster is undrafted guys anyways. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's pretty stupid, but we'll see what happens. I thought the court was absolutely atrocious looking. It was kind of nice to see something different, but that gray bar in the middle made no sense. I just don't like the overall design they did for all the teams, which is the same design, just different colors. But I will say I absolutely love the jerseys that they had. I know people were sleeping all offseason on the jerseys. 
And I said that I think they're pretty clean. And now seeing them on the players, that, that confirmed my suspicion. Obviously, it's no vice. It may not even be better than the mashup jerseys. But I certainly, I, I do, I do like it a lot. Uh, but I think that's really all I got to say for this video. Uh, let me know what you're thinking down below. If you think the Heat have any hope or if, if you lost all hope or if you think uh, you like me and you just say, hey, get to the playoffs. None of this other stuff matters to me. It's all irrelevant. Let me know what you think down below. I'll be reading everyone's comments. Maybe pick some of my favorites and shout out out next video but most importantly leave a like because it helps me out a lot helps the algorithm pushes out to all these other people and of course subscribe because i'm trying to get to 3k so y'all know what to do and i appreciate it and i'll see y'all next time peace out pull up in the city trying to get that dead fast do it on my own i don't need no dead weight had to kill them off yeah i need a head space you know this homegrown bitch don't offend me Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.